0: grab my, my props. Oh. How are we going this morning? We're good? Thumbs up, we're good? I'm a firm believer of only asking how you, someone is unless you're prepared to hear an answer, so you're not doing good. I pray that you will be feeling transformed by the end of this day. Um, I'm here. I want to talk about something that God's keeps putting on my heart. I don't really know. I sort of. I know why, but he just he likes to he likes to keep bringing it to me. And I want to talk about um about this, and um it's a a vase, a vase, a pot. I'm calling it a pot, and. This pot is, is how God has made us. He's made us beautiful and intricate and unique and some bigger than others, some smaller than others, some skinny, some not so skinny. <laughs> um, and what happens in, in life is that something might happen and suddenly... We have a few cracks, you know, we've got a few chips, you know, we're not looking as pristine as before. And then something happens again and we have a few more. And then it happens again and suddenly we're in a couple of pieces Um, and we don't really know how to fix that because life just keeps happening and the pieces... Just keep getting smaller and smaller. And these pieces, they might represent sickness or sin or grief. So what do they represent for you? I want you guys to have a think about that right now. What are these pieces representing for you? Because every time something happens in life, they're going to keep breaking because we're fragile and because we're human and suddenly my really nice pot isn't together anymore you know we're not together anymore we don't have it all together anymore and we try to fix it we try to put all our pieces back together but they're not going to fit the same we try to glue it back together but there are some pieces too small that don't that don't quite fit they don't quite go back together properly and suddenly our pot can't hold anything. We can't hold anything. We can't take any more because we're in pieces, because we're broken. And really, it just looks like something to be discarded. It looks like we just need to throw it in the bin. Um, and I want to take you on a bit of a journey with that because I just feel like the Lord is telling me that there's some broken people here today. And I really want you to leave this, this church this, this morning transformed. Um, so I want to tell you something about um, a, a really cool, thanks Josh, a really cool um, form of artwork called Kintsuki. And um, in English translated, it's golden joinery. And it's the art of um, repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with lacquer dusted or mixed with powdered gold silver or platinum and it treats breakage and repair as part of the history of an object rather than something to disguise and this is something that I feel the that father is telling us that we need you know we're feeling like this cracked pot we're feeling like there's no way we can we can come out from this I'm going to put this here so you can look at it there's no way that we can come back from it Um, And what God's showing me is that if we allow God into our hurt, if we allow God into the moments where we're feeling cracked and we're feeling shame and we're feeling grief and we're feeling brokenness, what he actually starts to do is this next slide. This is what he wants to do. He actually wants to be the gold that puts those, these, these pieces back together. We weren't created to put ourselves back together. We were created to walk with God, to be one with him, to, be, to have him intertwined within our lives. And this is what happens when we meet with God, when we come to him broken, when we come to him and we want help, when we want victory, when we want... Anything, anything that will put us back together, this is what God does when we actually meet with him. And he has the ability to do that. And I feel like some people, like, like Elle was saying, you know, you have the, the only thing holding you back really is you. God has the ability to fix it, to repair it, to restore it. And when God does restore it, he uses all of our broken pieces and he transforms us by his strength. And his beauty, and he makes us so much more beautiful. I want to turn to um, two Corinthians ten, sorry, seven verses ten. I do have it on a slide for those who didn't bring their Bibles. Um, and this is about Paul talking about the thorn in the flesh, and it was, and it's a verse that he conti- the Lord continues to bring to me again. Cracked pots, brokenness, really, really interesting. Um, And it says, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I gladly boast about my weaknesses so that the power of God, the power of Christ can work through me. That is why I take pleasure in my weaknesses in the insults in the hardships persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ for when I am weak then I am strong God's power's work when we are weak when we are broken when we can't do anything else you know we were talking we were talking in our worship about how when we're actually we're broken and when, when, you know, things can be broken apart, that's when God's power comes in. That's what, he, that's, that's, what, that's what he's doing today. That's what he wants to do today. Because when we are fragile and when we do break, God reforges us back together when we come to him. And he wants us to wear these weaknesses boldly. These are not something to just hide away These are something that we need to wear because we know that God's actually done a working within us. He's begun to put these things back together. He's begun to mould us in this way to shine his gold within us. He wants us to show that. We need to wear our weaknesses boldly, to show off the areas in our life where he has not only put us back together but transformed us into something new. God bless you. When we wear our weaknesses and we boldly show that, we actually need to use that as a testimony. Again, this is not... Can you go back to the the heart slide, please, Josh? Thank you. This is not just for us to put in our China cabinet, our fragile state, so that it's not going to happen again. Because we break. God put us back together and we can break again. And that's okay because we're fragile. But we have been, as Pastor Gary says so beautifully, each and every Sunday, we have been lit up to light up and transformed to bring transformation. We've been transformed to become like this, to bring transformation to others so others can see us, they can see that gold, and they can ask, hey, how did you get, how, how are you like that? How is it you've been through all of this stuff and yet, You still believe that God can do a miracle. God is good. When God puts us back together and He makes us stronger and He makes us more beautiful and My goodness, God thinks that you're already so beautiful. Each and every one of you are beautiful. No matter what someone else says, what they act, what they might think, God thinks you are so beautiful. So, so, I need to hear that. God thinks that I'm beautiful. Every crack, every flaw, I'm so beautiful. And he makes that, those flaws, those cracks, that, that hurt that I've felt, he turns it into something beautiful so I can help someone else. God's only going to help us so we can help someone else. We're not just taking it for ourselves. And before I ask Matt to the stage, I want to do something and I want to lead us in a bit of a prayer. And I want, oh, I don't know whether, should we stand? Let's stand. If you can stand, if not, please stay seated. Um, And I want us to all close our eyes. And I want to encourage you to step out boldly. If you feel this morning that you are cracked and you are broken and you're about to smash and there's so many little cracks in you that you can't even begin to think how God's going to fill them up, I want to ask you to put your hand up. It could just be one crack. It could be one little slither, one little weak point. Put your hand up. Step out boldly this morning. I'm going to pray and I want you all, we're all together going to say it after. We're going to say it together because we're a family and we support one another. And we all need some of this. Heavenly Father, I boldly come to you today so that you may restore me. To you, I am beautiful. To you, I am not a cracked pot. To you, I am not something to be discarded. Today, I believe that you are making me whole, that your refining fire continually strengthens me. Let your power completely enfold me and dwell in me. For your grace is sufficient for me, is more than enough, is always available, regardless of the situation. That your power is being perfected And shows itself more effectively in my weakness. Thank you, Father, for enabling me to be a testimony to others. All praise and glory to you. Amen. You can be seated, guys. And I encourage you, we're going to have some altar call time at the end. If you feel that God stirred something within you, and you need to be stepping out and do something about that. I encourage you to come out. Because um, Matt and I, we want to pray for you. We have members of the church that want to pray for you. And without further ado, I would like to invite Matt to the stage.
1: I really don't need to say anything. <laughs> that was unreal. Um, Jesus is doing something this morning. And I don't think I don't want to move on. I have got something on my heart and it's and it flows flows through everything from this morning. But I don't want to move on from what he's doing. From from the first one of the first things Haley said this morning is there's words on people's hearts that have been lost. And, and these broken pieces sometimes are those reasons we lose those words because life happens and we shut things down and and we get wounded and we get worn out. But, Josh, can you chuck the picture back up of the heart, please? Um, so I, I think we just need to stop for a moment and just acknowledge what Christ is doing in this place with all... I look at those pictures and that's a picture of us, the, the body together, our brokenness. We are the broken pieces that God is putting together to build up the heart, the heart for this city, the heart for our nation, the heart for the nations. But we come with our cracks, our chips, our frailty, and he brings us together. He draws us together and it's the Holy Spirit that is that gold thread that unites us together as one. So then we can beat as one. And Christ is beating in the heart here this morning. And I wonder, do you hear it? He's saying, do you hear me beating here this morning? I've not heard a word like that a long time. And every time Emily gets up here... She just goes to another whole new level. But it's because she's allowing God to do a work in her life. And every week she's ministering and praying with the youth. If you want a a, a tough area of ministry, help out with the youth. God will use you in mighty ways. Um, I had the privilege of sharing with them a few weeks ago. And I'm always amazed by the capacity that they bring. But Emily has sacrificed her life for the next generation, both in work and in, in ministry and what she does. But uh, but I just I love it when God works in amazing ways. Um, my word this morning, probably a little bit of a change of gears in some ways, but I'll try and thread everything through uh, that that God's already doing this morning because I don't want to lose what's going on and I want us to be attentive to that. Um, as you know, we're we're in a, a season of transition as a church um, with everything that's gone on with LifePoint the last few weeks and um, obviously there's, another con- there's other connections now with Tail and Bend and Modbury and here and others and these connections are, are increasing, which is awesome. But transition is not an easy time. A transition can be uh, challenging and tricky. And so I really want to share about the transforming power of transition. Um, and as a family, we've been through many transitions. Um this year has been a massive transition. Um I think every area of our life has been touched this year and, and God still works and but for my heart I wanna see I wanna see a transition for the church, not just this church. I talk I'm talking global church. <laughs> there is there is something stirring in the body, <laughs> and it's bringing us to that. <laughs> Eloise said a word this morning, we'll just share before church. She said a word, tenderness. Our heart is tender, and it can be moulded and shaped and, and restored. Christ is tenderly ministering this morning and i just long i long to see his body coming under the headship of jesus and that's that's a massive thing i had i had things to share but i i had an unease about what i wanted to share this morning cuz so much going on And I'm normally a typical male with hankies in my pockets, but thanks, Haley. <laughs> but this morning I uh, tried the beard, we'll catch it all. Um But um I just really hear my heart this morning and what's everything that's been said and done, what we we sung earlier and, and the words that have been spoken in our lives, what God's doing in this place, what he's how he's touching and restoring. I look around here and I and I don't know a lot of you. All that well we're still getting to know you and something we want to do more in, in the coming months is really get to know the people of this place and the people of our community our neighbors but i know that god is working and i see people of transformation i see people of transition i see people of, of power and authority in our community i see fathers and mothers in our community i see men and women of stature in our community and God is building that for a time, for a purpose, for a reason. And we cannot, we cannot let go or lose sight of what he's doing. But we need to listen. We need to have ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to know him more. And that is such a prayer that I have for, for me, our family and for the body. But we need to come under the headship of Christ. A body is nothing without the head. A, a scripture that I, I had in my heart a couple of weeks ago, and, and I just hope in the Holy Spirit it, that this draws some things together, and I haven't got it up on the screen, and but it's from Genesis chapter 9, if you've got a, a Bible or a phone or, or whatever, um, or just listen. Um, I'm reading from NASB but chapter 9, Genesis 9, verse 20 to 23. Then Noah began, so this is obviously after the flood, and Noah and the family have come out of the ark and it's transition into a new life. The old life has gone, the new life has begun and they are beginning that new life. Then Noah began farming and planting a vineyard. He drank the new wine and became drunk and uncovered himself inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it upon both of their shoulders and they walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were turned away. So they did not see their father's nakedness. It's when I read that, God just put it on my heart a couple of weeks ago, and when I read that, it, it's quite a it could be quite a confronting message. And there's there's other things in here that for me personally that he's he he's showing me. But for us, it's a, it's, a, it's a picture of those new beginnings. It's new farming, new vineyards being planted because the new wine is being, is being prepared and being poured out. And him, in his frailty, in his weakness, in his humanity, wasn't able to... Uh, uh, he wasn't aware of that new wine, the power of that new wine. And, uh, and I think for us, are we ready... For God to pour the new wine out. Are we trying to put these pieces back together? And are we trying to hold the, I'll say the pot, the Bible talks about the wine skin, but we'll say the pot, are we trying to hold the pieces together as God's pouring in the new wine, but it's just, it's not being held because we're trying to hold it together. God's got to actually put the pieces back together. God's got to actually create a new wine skin to be able to hold that new wine and I just wonder this morning are we ready there's there's talk about revival in the nations there's talk about the new move of of God there's there's all this talk going on and and you and you don't really have to listen too hard into into things to really to hear that God is moving but I wonder are we ready Are we ready or are we trying to piece these things together to make it look like what it was? Or are we going, God, you know what? I'm going to actually just give it all to you and let you form and shape what it is that we actually need to hold the new wineskin. Because if we try and shape it, if we try and form it, if we try and make something that's not going to hold it, it just won't hold. It will either crack again or it will burst because the new wine is, is strong and it's, and, and it's transformational. And Noah found that out when it, when it impacted him. But to me, that's a sign of, of new beginnings, the new wine. And, and the first time I read this, I saw the uncoveredness and his, his nakedness as, as maybe some, somewhat as of a negative but it so lines up with everything that's been shared here this morning about our weaknesses, about our frailty. But as we as we come this morning and we come together, it's our weaknesses that we need to uh, honour in each other. Um, we we honour each other in our weaknesses because it's in those places, like Emily said, that the testimony of Christ comes through because. We are stronger in our weaknesses because we allow God to move. And and just a bit of a side note, I'm not sure if many of you are aware that but Chris and Eloise have started a, a podcast the last month or so. Um and and last week's word was on honour. And I'm only, only halfway through it, but can I just encourage you, look it up on podcast or all their things, talk to them about it because it's really worth listening to uh, about kingdom and wholehearted living and, and these things and it's just a, a beautiful conversation that they're having and they're sharing with the rest of the world which is awesome. But last week's message was on honour and and I'm looking forward to finish it, finishing it. But um, we need to honour each other in the body whether we agree or not. Iron sharpens iron, as they say, but we need to honour each other because we are all creations of God's hand. We're all made in the image of God. Whether we agree with someone or not, whether we like them or not, whether they are older or younger or whatever, saved or unsaved, we are all made in the image of God. And there there needs to be honour in that. And I'm I I'm convicted by that just as much as anybody, the way we judge, the way we look at people. And I just get off track, but that's okay. Um it's a weakness and God moves in those areas. Um but I just really want us to think about that in amongst as we move towards this God shaping and forming and the newness and the reforming and the new wine and our weaknesses we need to cover each other and we need to draw close to God in these times as a body We need to draw close to the the words that have been spoken over our life. I know Gary shared over a space of a few months about the words that have been spoken into this house over many years. And I wonder what words have been spoken into your life over many years that maybe you've put in the bottom drawer, that you've let go of. Maybe it's time to pull them out, to ask God about them and then ask for the new word to go with what he's doing in this new season. But don't let go of those because they were spoken for a reason and God will not let his word return void. He will finish what he has started. He will finish what he has started. We need to trust God for the outworking of his word and know that sometimes it may look different to what we first thought. When we get a word, we think, oh, yeah, I can see where that's going. I can see how that's going to happen. I can work it out in my own mind. God's like, no, go another ten steps higher and you might come close to what I have for you. Don't think about when God gives you a word, don't put it in your own understanding. Give it to him and go, God, it's your word. You have your way. You bring it about. You bring it into existence. May the new wine be so much more potent. ...than anything we've ever tasted in the past. We need to stay connected in times of transition. We need to stay connected in times of transition. The body needs to be connected. The arms, the feet, the the legs, the, everything needs to be connected. It's no good if we had... ...if this box of pieces resembled our body... ...it's probably going to look a lot worse than the pot, but... Um, it's no good. It's just a big mess. So we need to stay connected and that means fellowshipping. I've heard heard some testimonies the last couple of weeks of people just sharing with one another over a cup or over a meal, getting to know each other. We need to do that more. We need to take those opportunities more and yes it takes sacrifice. You give up time, you give up Uh, our maybe a, a time when you would normally need a rest or something like that or or you're busy believe me we all know what it's like to be busy but we need to connect with each other we need to have fellowship with one another we need to stay connected in in the ways of god and and connect hearts with one another and support one another and help each other journey through the the good times and the hard times that's what the body's for we've been blessed to have been a part of the body our whole lives And and have been through that. And it's such a blessing. But just allow God to, to lead you in that. As it says in the scriptures, they met in their homes and they broke bread together. And there's power in that. Remain covered in this season of transition. Remaining covered. The covering of Christ as the head. The covering of the shepherd that leads us to the green pastures and to still waters. The covering of the shepherd that prepares a meal in the presence of our enemies. We need to stay covered by the shepherd of Jesus Christ. He is the shepherd. He is the one that opens the gate, comes by the gate, leads us out through the gate. He is the gate. He is the door. And we need to come and go through him. And we were declaring Jesus this morning. And I've got a couple of little things to say, but I I don't know everyone here this morning. And we were declaring, I was thinking before, we were declaring Jesus. We were getting in the face with Jesus. But then I had a thought, Is everybody actually got that capacity? Does everybody know how to to come to Jesus does everybody know Jesus is it foreign for you to declare the name of Jesus because you don't actually know who you're talking to and just because you've been around church a long time that means that means nothing if you don't know who you're talking to when you say the name Jesus then I encourage you at the end of the service come and talk to us come and discover who Jesus truly is for you and your life, so that when you declare the name Jesus and you seek breakthrough, you believe that you're speaking to the one who can bring the breakthrough, the one who can speak a word of truth into your life, the one who can shift and change the atmosphere, the one who will build the body to be the power, to be the perfected bride that the Scriptures talk about. And we need to remain together, covered under the headship of Jesus, so that we can hear his voice and he leads us out into the world to be the hands and the feet and the body. We cannot look to people as our saviours. We cannot look to man as the one who's going to be our saviour. Only Jesus can fulfil that. And yes, he positions people to be leaders. But he is still the head and we cannot lose sight of that. And there is danger in that if we do because man will let us down. Men and women, I don't say men, but people let us down because we're frail, we're human, we're weak. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect but Christ is. And when he's the head, when he is our saviour, everything comes into line under that. And we need to remember that. Jesus is the head and we are the body. He is the savior. And we are saved and we are being saved. We are set free, we have been set free. We are restored, restored, and being restored. So I just want to encourage you as we as we finish up. I might just ask the mus- musos if they can just come back up and just play a bit of. Bring a bit of prophecy on the, uh, on the strings or the, the keys or the, the drums or whatever they feel led to play. And if we can just stand for a moment as we just finish up. As I said before, if you don't know Jesus, if you do not know him as your saviour, if you continually look to people and you need to look to Christ, as your head, as your saviour, then I invite you to come forward this morning. Just come forward and we'll pray with you. And we'll bless you so that he can bless you. But this morning as we as we come, as I've talked about this transition, and where there's a tenderness here, there's a frailty here, there's a brokenness here. There's beauty in the brokenness. There's beauty in the brokenness. And I just, uh, this morning, I just... I might just ask if we can step out a little bit and maybe just put our hands on those that are around us. If you need to move, then then move closer. But just make sure you're connected to someone this morning. Make sure you put your hand on someone. Hold their hand. Put your hand on their shoulder. Because it's a sign of coming together. It's a sign of being united as the body. We cannot do this on our own. We get tired, we get worn out, we get burnt out. I've tried it, I've been there myself. And it's a hard place to be. So we need people around us. We need brothers, we need sisters alongside us. Just close your eyes for a moment. Maybe just pray for those that you're connected to. Just pray out loud, pray in your heart, whatever's comfortable. Just declare things of heaven over them. Declare that the broken pieces in their lives would be mended together with your broken pieces, that the golden thread of heaven The the gold that has been poured out on the streets of heaven would be the the thread that, that is poured out between your broken pieces and theirs. To bring unity, to bring oneness, to bring the heartbeat of heaven. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Unite us together. Knit us together. Draw us together. Draw us to your heart, Father God. Every man, woman, child in this place, draw us together across the generations, across this region. Draw us to your heart, Father God, your heart that beats for us, your heart that beats for transformation, your heart that beats for the power of transition, transition from the old to the new. Let the new wine be poured out, but let us us be knit together in such a way that we can hold that new wine because it is potent, it is strong, and we need to be able to hold it. You are doing a new thing, Father God. Let us be attentive to it. Let us be attentive to what you're doing. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the one that draws us together. It is your blood, your sacrifice, your surrender that draws us together. We cannot do it on our own. If there is anyone in this place that is standing alone, draw them in, Lord. Let them not be that lost sheep, but draw them in, Lord. Draw them into the flock. Hold them in that flock. Let them not wander, but draw them in. For that we know, Lord Jesus, you will go after that one and you will bring them back. You will pick them up on your shoulders and you will bring them back into the flock. We declare that right now in your name, Lord Jesus. That anyone that is wandering, anyone that is lost, that you would pick them up and you would bring them in. But use us, use us as the shoulders to put them on, to bring them back into the flock. That they will not be lost to this world. And we listen to your voice, Lord Jesus. Speak, Lord Jesus, and we, we may hear. Move, Lord Jesus, that we may see. Break our hearts for what breaks yours. For we know it will be mended through your blood. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, have your way, Lord Jesus. So much has been outworked here this morning. But I, I feel that there's some of you that just need to take that little bit more step and take that little bit more time to push in, to step in and to trust God, to trust the hand of the Father who loves you. And I invite you, if you if there is more that you feel God needs to do in your life, if you feel that the the, the pieces are just so fragmented. That you couldn't even imagine how they could be put back together. I ask you to come forward. Come forward and receive prayer. We will gather around you and we will go after the things in your life that God is putting his hand on this morning. Don't leave this place in in a way that you know there is things to be done. You know there are pieces that you need to surrender. Some of you, I just see it. Some of you, you're holding on to this, your hand of broken pieces because you've been smashed by the world. You've been smashed by religion. You've been smashed by, by relationships. You've been smashed by whatever it is. And you're holding on because you just don't want to give them over. God can't do it if you're holding on to it. And in coming forward this morning, you come forward and you lay the pieces down. You lay them at the foot of the cross. In all your weakness, in all your nakedness, in all your frailty, in all your limitations. That's where we need to be. At the foot of the cross. In front of Jesus. Jesus and then go, it's yours. It's all yours, God. I'm all yours, God. I cannot do this on my own. I choose not to do this on my own. I need people around me to help. So I just encourage you this morning, as we just finish up in this place, Come forward, lay your pieces down. We will cover you. We will honor you. There are amazing people in this place. You are covered. You are protected. You are honored. You are appreciated. You are valued. Because we are one in the love and the sacrifice of Jesus. I am no different to you. We are no different to the people that we will meet this week other than a lot of us, we've given our lives to Christ and we're following him, but we're still all created in God's image. So I encourage you this morning to come forward, receive prayer, lay your pieces down. See transformation. See the power of transition in your life. Move powerfully.
0: Sorry, just while Matt was was think, uh, was preaching and and we're talking about laying these pieces down, he gave me this this picture that I. Um, when, I'm, when I'm out somewhere and I'm by a creek or I'm by the sea, I find sea glass or pieces of pottery or things. And I love to do it. And I love to find that. And I just feel the Lord is saying that we are those pieces, that we are those that, that glass that's on the beach or that piece of pottery that's found in the, in the river that's been brushed around and that's been uh, cast aside and that's been there for goodness knows how long. But what God's doing is He wants to pick those pieces up. He wants to pick up the beauty that he sees and he holds on to those. And I feel like what he's saying is that if you're feeling lost this morning, if you're feeling like, oh, I don't know why I'm here, it's not a mistake that you're in this church this morning. It's not a mistake that you're here. It's not a mistake that you're, you're here on the day that we're talking about brokenness and about restoration. Come out. If you feel that, if you feel that nudge, And if not, come see us afterwards. We're here. We're around you, like what Matt said. But if you do feel like that, you do feel lost. Now is the time.